Pop it, lock it, polka dot it. Welcome along to a brand new episode of Baffled Ahoy. My name is Dan. Welcome along. This is your favourite fact show. Nine facts. Nine brand new bits of information. Can't guarantee that. But nine things are coming your way over the next hour or so. Uh, on my end, I'm bringing you stuff about strange military tactics, hapless hijacking, and rank rituals as well. If ever we win an award for this podcast, I'd like it if when they just play some audio to the audience, we just clip some of Dan's entrances to each episode. That's all we need. Yeah, today's was brought to you by the Hoedown Throwdown from the Hannah Montana movie. So there you go. Uh, something for everyone there, I'd say. Connor, what have you got this week? We're talking about little mini fireballs that are going to blow your mind. We're also talking about ants in the world and how lazy they can actually be or may not be. And... Words. That's all I'm saying. I love this fact. Stay with us for this. You're going to love it. (laughs) Someone put on his commercial radio voice then. I love this fact. Stay with us. Mark is also here. What you got? Right. This week, a correction on something Connor said last week, but not to the answer you might think. Uh, How science and tricks of the mind work to help you lose weight. And finally, a lesson for all the marketeers out there. Niche. Niche. Yeah. But you're strong. But I'll tell you what, you'll love it. Stick around for marketing facts, put your hawk in the sky, move side to side. We're back with a brand new baffled after this. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Have you been watching Hoedown Throwdown? Is that where we're getting so many references? Now, when I used to work at Legoland 10 or so years ago, we would go around the park playing that song and there was a little dance and it was, it, I don't know, it was in my head this morning, just one of those random things. And then I listened to it three times and I remembered I still love it and I'm still that kid at heart. What can you do? I have to say, Mark, yes. and you know, we're not in the business for critiquing each other. Having said that, I feel me and Connor brought a real energy to the vibe today, a real energy to the tease. And then you came... And, you know, quite drably explain that you're going to talk about marketing or something. Well, I mean, to be honest, it's not even a lesson for marketeers. It's just kind of a lesson in life. But I don't really know why I chuck that on the end. It's, uh, <sighs> you know, sometimes, it, it, look, it's episode 100. The hype is real. So I just need to bring everything down a notch. I don't need people getting overexcited and fainting on buses and in the middle of offices and wherever the heck they're listening to this. Like, bring it down a level, guys. It might be... Li- episode 100 but just just relax yeah well the thing the thing the thing is here let, let's share all right we're, we're all friends here we've got audiences that, that listen to us and love us and 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 let's just admit it mark you've got the right bloody ump because mark for some reason he out of everyone i know he's the only one i know that to isolate so many times he's oh back in God. isolation again i know he's locked up again i know we have, we've got such a nice new studio and we've been there and it sounded so lovely where we've all been together and then here I am in yet more isolation. Just, yeah. uh, I've, I've, oh, 
I'm ready for it to be over, boys. I am absolutely so, ready for it to be over. So, hey, if you're listening, if you're excited for a brand new episode of your favourite fact podcast with the baffled boys, you've got, you know, it's going to be, it's going to sound terrible because we're not in the studio and you've got miserable Mark on the line. The, the thing is, it's ruined all my plans. It's episode 100. I had a cake planned. I had some dancers. We were going to have a huge party. And now it's all gone. It's all yeah. gone. Who's going to... S- he was going to potentially send a few badges, but you know, weighs up the pros and cons on the day. Sees if he fancies it or not. Once again, I'd like to remind you that all badges have now been sent. Have you closed down the email account that the badge request was sent to? Is that why you've got no more? No, he's getting out of office now, just bragging about yeah. the job title. <laughs> nip that in the bud. Yeah, there we go. Nip, nip that in the bud. Mm. Uh, right, well, let the product manager for the UK, Mark Heads, take it away. What have you got? Henry VIII. How many wives did he have, Connor? Eight. Not eight. Most people think six, but actually he only ever had two wives. Hmm. Oh, this is some, I tell you why, Connor. This is some weird, like, basic semantics between because of the rules of what is marriage and what yeah. isn't marriage. Or, or, I, would, I would hesitate to. Or like um, he was uh, too drunk this to actually say. Exactly what oh, there we go. Right. Here we go. Come then, Mark, please enlighten us on the things we need to know in life. Okay. So Henry's fourth marriage to Anne of Cleves was annulled. So that means that it never happened. Strike that one off straight away. We're down to five. Also, if anybody wants to know what annulled is, Ross and Rachel in Friends is a perfect comparison when they tried to get the annulment. Yeah, there we go. Exactly. It basically means legally the wedding never happened. Uh, Add in the fact that she was also still married to someone else uh, before this, and the grounds for the annulment were that they never consummated the marriage. So there we go. That one is struck off. Uh, Then you've got Anne Boleyn. So uh, the Pope said the whole marriage was illegal at the time. So strike that one off as well. Uh, then Henry VIII became head of the Church of England to basically say, well, f- you, Pope, I'll do what I want. In doing so, went, well, actually, my first marriage, that never happened because that now goes against my own rules. Strike that one off. And then the two queens he beheaded for adultery, he annulled before he beheaded them, which surely gets rid of the whole idea that they were adulterous anyway, it's like removing the crime and then killing them anyway. And so essentially, he only actually ever had two wives. When you started explaining the first one, I was thinking maybe we're going to go down the path of every single one. And we've done exactly that. So thank you, Mark. Exactly. <laughs> um, I have to say, I-, I love my Tudors. I've heard and read a lot about the Tudors, did that school. I don't think I've ever heard the Tudors explained in a more circuitous route than that. No one ever starts at the uh, at the at the fourth one. Well, I know, no, but the, I thought the, the fourth, fourth one. Wife, was... And then we went to the second, then the third, and the. I can go through them in order if you want. No, we're good. I think I think from what you've explained, <laughs> I think from what you've explained, though, Mark, it does actually explain why there was so many wives. Because by the sound of it, he was just a pretty <laughs> man, wasn't he? Really? Yeah, basically, he kind of oh, yeah, he kept yeah, moving yeah, on because. Uh, they either couldn't give him male heirs or he decided that he fancied someone else. Or in the case of Anne of Cleves, it was basically just a convenient marriage for a bit of uh, a bit of trade and a bit of peace. Yeah, or, so, yeah. Or he was just away from home way too much, just, you know, working with the satellites, you know, just doing his bits and bobs, just a nightmare. And let's not forget about the numerous mistresses he had on the side as well. Yeah, yeah, all the masses, all the masties or whatever they're called. Yeah. What are, what are they called? Masts, that's it, masts. Are you bringing this back to satellites again? <laughs> okay, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> That's what we are. We're back to satellites, ladies and gentlemen. Well, there you go. Divorce beheaded died. Divorce beheaded survived. Only two of them counted. What are you going to do? Connor, give us your first fact of the show. Okay, so do you know what? I'm just getting the best one out of the way. 
spaghetto, confetto, and graffito are the singular forms of spaghetti, confetti, and graffiti. What is a singular I'll be honest, graffito. I was worried when you said you loved it, and you said you loved the cotton wool fact last week, but... Uh, it's passable. It's passable. I'll, I'll put it on a passable level. Okay, so it obviously sounds a little bit strange, but the word for an indip- individual piece of spaghetti is what, Dan? I just told a you. Spaghetto, Connor. It's a spaghetto. Yeah, and the same goes for confetti. Mark, what is it? Is it confetto? Confetto. And uh, do you know what, Dan? I'll let you have it a go because you, you know you host this. You work hard. What are you, graffiti? Go on. Well, I want to know what is a single piece of graffiti? Is in what makes a single? Go bit on. Of, no, I know, I know, as in, but I want to. Uh, what, what is it? It's graffito, Connor. Oh, it's great, isn't it? Isn't it great? Them three words. I never knew they existed. But what is a thing? What what makes a single bit of graffiti? What is it? A, a ch, like one? Tss, is that a single bit of graffiti? Is it one? Po- is it one picture? What is it? <laughs> is it what? Is it one what? Sorry. Tss. Yeah, the one. Tss. Is is that what it is? Or uh, it, but it's a singular piece. You know, say you're looking at a wall and you got a singular piece. There's a bit of graffito within graffiti. You know, there's your graffito within your graffiti. Bit like you got your spaghetto within a bit yeah, I, within a bowl of spaghetti. I, you know, I, I understand that. I've got a very important question. Yes, very important question. Does that mean that when I buy a pack of cornettos, I should actually be buying a pack of cornetti? It's a very. See, this good, is what we do. It's a very good. I point. was hoping we. It's a very good point, and this is why I brought this fact to the table. We're now going down the we're going down a path that I wanted to go down. Mac- this is exactly it. Also, did also did did you feel that that was literally thousands of people's minds blowing at the same time? Do you know what I mean? And also, the amount of times as well, you go to a, a concert, for example, and you get a little bit of confetti in your eye, and you go, "Oh damn, confetti!" It's actually confetto. Well, yeah, if it's a single piece, but maybe you've got two pieces in there. So you macarono? Is it macaroni or macarono? Is what is one? It's macarono. Is it macarono? Now it now it is in my life going forward forever. Yeah. So if you go to a restaurant and it says macarono and cheese, probably don't buy it. You ain't getting a lot on your. Plate. No, you're probably at one of those. You're probably at one of those really expensive restaurants where you get like eighteen plates of really tiny little dishes, and you get one single piece of. It's a little taste. Yeah. Got a little taster for you. It's macarono and cheese. Mm, tastes good. Does that mean it's it's is it not a pack of polos? It's a pack of poli. Is is that? You see, this is the thing. We could we could go on and on and on about this. You know, is the English language correct? Maybe not. We're going way back now to the beginning of Baffled, where where I was blowing my mind about them little things you get in the Chinese takeaways. I was thinking maybe we could start doing something with that. What was it? With the the lottery winnings, and I wanted to conquer it. Wonton. Wonton. There we go. This is a new wonton. I think we could change the English language forever right now. Again, if I tag Dan Wazir, is that one bit of graffito? Is the D the graffito? What is it? <laughs> You're really stuck well, on this, aren't you? What constitutes you, one a whole? If you, if you tag, yeah, Dan Wazir, you are a widow. Weirdo. A weird, That's what you are. I'm a weirdie. You're a widow? You're a widow? Weirdie. You're a weirdie. There we go. Right, my first fact of the podcast. Did you know the US military don't just resort to using guns and grenades and bombs and drones and all of that? They've used some out there things. They've used superstition. They've pretended to be ghosts and pretended to be vampires to scare the enemy away. Now, during World War Two, knowing that the Germans had quite a thing for horoscopes and superstitions, they dropped loads of horoscopes from the sky that they had rigged to prophesize the Germans were going to have a terrible, terrible time to try and make everyone believe it. Didn't really happen that much. 
They've used ghosts in the past as well to try and scare enemies away. The one time it really had worked, though, was in the Philippines. They knew that in the Philippines they were scared of one particular vampire. So when they were having a battle there at some point in the 50s, they waited until some Philippine soldiers went past. They took the one at the back, killed him. Then they put two uh, stab marks in his neck like a vampire would. They drained him of blood. They hung him upside down. And the next day, in a few days' time, all of these Philippine soldiers had left the area because they were terrified of the vampires. I think I would be too, to be fair, even though I don't believe in them. Yeah. Is anyone still just imagining like a really small piece of pasta and the fact he's called a spaghetti? <laughs> Is that just me? <laughs> Yeah, but to be fair. Is anyone else there? Because I'm def- I'm definitely there. Uh, no, Dan, like this. Very, very good, very good idea as well. Why not scare people in ways that cost you less money and less violence? Become a ghost. There um, we go. Hey, you always say to win a f- to win a fight, you got to find your enemy's weakness, right? Exploit it. Yeah. I there mean, we go. It's 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 a good way. It's a good way. The British once tried to do it. Um, and they dressed up a scarecrow in the mountains, I think, of Italy to try and scare away the uh, the German soldiers that were there uh, to, to, to try and pretend it was like the devil. didn't really work. Use, useless when the Brits do it. Scarecrow was that? Yeah, a scarecrow. Singular. singular. Sing- it's different to the scarecrow No, it'd be the scarecrow, is- wouldn't it? The scarecrow. Cree, that's it. Yeah, yeah, Come on, I could see your face for all of that, like 10 seconds leading up to it, trying to figure it out, <laughs> and you still got it wrong. I was like, how does this work in English language, GCSE, f***? Then I just, yeah, messed it all up. So, yeah, we did it pretty badly. I love the fact that they um, these planes flew overhead and everyone's expecting maybe bombs or something like that and it's um, just a load of horoscopes that they've rigged to make it seem like they're going to have a terrible time. Like that's, I mean, that's out there yeah. tactic. I guess when you're, you know, the war went on for six odd years, it must be pretty, you know, you've got to keep inventing, keep coming up with stuff, better on yourself. Bombs are expensive. Fake horoscopes, well cheap. Dan, in the finding of this fact and like, you know, did you ever, did you see whether it was good? Did this, did this work? Did it? No, 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 didn't work. They, um, they knew what was going on and then just Goebbels tried to do it themselves. <laughs> didn't work for us. Maybe it'll work for you. Who knows what's going on? So, But yeah, I love that. And I, I like the idea that the vampire worked. I mean, it's quite a brutal thing to do. But yeah, there you go. Vampires can scare people in war. Mark, give us your second fact of the show. Using a bigger fork might help you eat less. So your favourite, Connor. The researchers have been up to it again. So uh, they figured out that a large part of our satisfaction of a meal is basically our expectation, what our brain thinks is happening. So if you have a smaller bite and if you use a smaller fork, then your brain thinks you're barely making a dent in the food. So it therefore means that you're less satisfied and you're hungrier. If, on the other hand, you have a bigger fork, you put more food, you get through it quicker, your brain goes, well, clearly I'm full now. So it's tricking your brain and you end up eating less. They really just need to call it a day, don't they? Like, it's time to just call it a day. They've just run out of shit. I'm fine with that, and I don't buy it, as in I don't believe that would work, because I'd just film... I would, if I had a big fork, I'd just put more food on it and more food. The one that I have heard that I understand that would work is giving yourself a small plate. That's a pretty common food management style. You get a small plate, 
you fill it up, but with more stuff, and then when you see an empty plate, you think you're full. Like, I understand that. I right. don't really think the, the big fork thing would make a difference. Who gives? Well, well that, that works That works on the same basis, that you're fooling your brain to think that you've had the satisfaction because you've eaten a full plate of food. So your brain thinks, if, you're, if you have a smaller fork, your brain's going, well, clearly I'm still hungry because I'm not making a dent in this food because it's going down slower. So therefore you're hungrier for longer. And you end Who gives one? Well, people... Pe- People that aren't as luck that weren't blessed with metabolisms like you, you like, like no, but oh, beautiful. Who gives a shit, though about these? Shit? Like they've run out of things to theorise. This that's is the their word. job. I don't care this anymore. is their job. Our job oh. is making this podcast. Well, do you know what they need to do? They need to have a day off, mate, because it is getting. I'm getting sick of it. They're going next thing. They're going to turn around with some other thing. Like, well, did you know that like your eyes work like this because apparently this? It's like who cares? These sort of busy people. Do you reckon they say the same about podcasters? They get together at meals with their big forks, and they just go, "God, listen to a podcast today." I tell you what, they spout some. Shit. What are they doing for the world? They're finding nothing out. They're absolutely useless, those podcasts. Well, folks. they couldn't have been listening to Connor Explains then because we are we are finding out stuff about the world for you. But yeah, these people do like hard, long hours. We do like three-hour radio shows and act like we're knackered. Hard, long hours, and this is what they bring me, that apparently small plates and big plates cause different mindsets. Well, obviously it does. It's a small bit of food and a big bit of food, dickheads. No, but the small bit of... You're, you're, the small bit of food, you're tricking your brain to make it think it's a big bit of food. No, never. Really? Wow. I'm so happy they worked it out for me because I was really wondering that. You know what Connor's doing? He's climbing the old mountain on the cliff of disappointment because it's his fact now and he's just really undercut that one, banging on about spaghetto which was interesting, to be fair. But what have you got? Grapes become mini fireballs when they're in the microwave. Don't like this. I actually don't. I don't like this at all. <laughs> Grapes light on fire in the microwave. So back in 2011. Here we go. And I was actually going to mug this guy off as well before Mark's fellas started working out about different plate sizes. A physicist at the University of Sydney went viral. We went viral, oh, have we a did. day, mate. These researchers, what are they doing? They need to do something oh. useful with their lives. Have a day, mate. Come on. Well, I mean, this actually backs up my point, right? You're a physicist. Why is grapes in microwaves? You've run out of things to do. This is what happens, right? He went viral. Are you sure they were researching this and weren't just trying to microwave some grapes? to see if they I turn into raisins. Either way, this is f- stupid. But anyway, he placed the grape in a microwave and he filmed the fiery aftermath. And oddly enough, scientists couldn't explain the phenomenon until quite recently. March 2019, this was, where another study was published. They love a study, don't they? Um, in Proceedings of the National Academy of Science, where it was reported that the fruity fireball occurs as a result of loose electrons and ions that cluster to form plasma when grapes get hot. So, with that, if ever you have an argument with your brother or sister, I'm not going to say Don't. much more. Well, I'm just, Don't I'm just, do suggest- it. I'm just throwing it out there. Just like this. You know, we can make some fireballs. And I'm just saying, don't. You just, can just stand to cover us legally. Yeah, just to cover us. What do we think about this as a fact? I feel like if you put anything in the microwave for long enough, it's gonna get, it's gonna catch on fire. No, no. And also, this impacts my life in no way. It impacts no one's life in any way. No one's putting grapes in the microwave. That's it's. Oh no, but you know, of course, back in the day when they used vampires to stop wars, <laughs> impacted your life a, mentally. A, knowing that, that was an that was an interesting, curious thing. Mark's thing about the forks. 
you know, that is that is useful for some people. Fireball fruit, and you're I, not I, interested. I, what have I got to do yeah, here? But, Grapes are fireballs. Imagine the size yeah, of but them. I'm with Dan, though. At what point would you have put a grape in the microwave? Like Dan... His story about the vampires, that's a way to win a war. War still happened. That goes on. That's vaguely interesting. You can kind of see that and go, okay, brilliant. Who is putting grapes in the microwave? Use the grapes. Who has ever done that? 100 grapes in a microwave, you've got 100 mini fireballs. Use that in the bloody war. Spaghetto confetto graffito. What more do no, you want No, and I'm me? with you for the first one. My, my... You can't just keep relying on your first And fact, also... Corker in it. It goes back to Mark, what Mark said about putting something in the microwave. That's what happens when you put things. Like the fact can't be if you set something on fire, it catches fire. Oh, by the way, if I chuck a grape into the sea, it gets wet. Like not a fact. Not not a fact. I don't believe that it's every true, single item. I don't. I don't believe that every single item you put in the microwave just sets on fire. I mean, I'd like to test that, but I don't believe that everything does. Right, my second fact of the show, this is all about a very, very, very hapless hijacking that happened back in Norway in the 1980s. A guy hijacked the plane, don't know what he was going to do with it. There were 116 people on board. He started to drink beer, he started to drink beer, started to drink more beer. He ended up giving up the plane in exchange for more beer. So that was that was how this this grand plan of hijacking was undone because he wanted another FS, I would imagine, if it's up there. What I don't know, Stella, what do they drink up in Norway? Sounds like my kind of guy, right? He, he's, he's hijacked a plane and his first thought's beer. He's got the plane and he thinks, I need more beer. Beer's at the forefront of his mind. He sounds like a good guy. Do we know for certain that he didn't hijack the plane in, in order to get more beer? So was it hapless or Well, there is that to it, isn't it? But Did he ask for a beer and they went, oh, I'm sorry, sir, you can't have any more beer? And he went, well, f*** it. I'm going to hijack the plane and hold the plane hostage till you get me more beer. Because then I would say it wasn't hapless. It was actually very successful. Well, this is what I have. Mm. The hijacker, fed up with society, took over the plane, landed the plane. I imagine got the pilot to land. Let off all the people, apart from about five-ish stewards who worked on board, hostesses, then demanded to speak to the Prime Minister of Norway to outline how he hated the world. He'd been drinking the whole time, though, and he, he agreed to swap his gun for another beer. And then he swapped the gun, and then obviously that was that. Then the police came on board. I'm a big fan of it. Do you think beer led to this problem? Do you think he was down the pub with the mates and they wondered where Simon went, and next thing you know, he's on global news because he's hijacked a plane? Do you think this was this 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 happened because of beer? I want a beer. Do you think he was pissed in the pub oh, and end up, ended up hijacking it? I want another it? pint. Where, 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 where's a good place to get a pint? There's always loads on planes. Oh, nice. All right, those mini Stellas, yeah, go for it. I think if ever there is a time to stop drinking in life, it's not when you have the headache or you feel a bit sick or the room's a bit dizzy. It's when you're debating the hijacking of planes. That's when you need to go, well, it's, 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 prob- it's probably before that point, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, yeah, probably time to call it a day, yeah. Welcome to Paranormal Activity with me, Yvette Fielding, a brand new podcast bringing together people's real ghost, extraterrestrial and paranormal stories, as well as getting some inside details from those who study the supernatural. I'll be listening through your paranormal stories every week and try to understand them, as well as chatting about my own encounters with an occasional paranormal investigator too. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts from, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify and Acast. Just search for Paranormal Activity with Yvette Fielding.
Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. You can always get in touch with the show, by the way. It's info at baffledpod.com. We are at baffledpod on Instagram and on TikTok. And make sure you follow us wherever you get your podcasts from. I don't know if you've uh, been across Connor Explains that we put out every Friday where Connor explains something to you. It's that simple. In the past, we've uncovered the secrets of supermarkets. We've had a look at the Polynesian community. We've uncovered the mafia. We went through the rules of the mafia. Uh, Last week, it was all about mudlarking. Uh, If you've never heard of that, you have to listen. It's a good laugh, a good good way to... um, I would say spend your summer in the swamp. Give us a follow wherever you get your podcasts from. There's a brand new one this Friday as well. Uh, Mark, give us your last fact of the show. If you get a promoter message, double check the consequences first. Uh. It is not what the Bureau for At-Risk Youth in America did. They distributed. Oh, mate, mate. Book, no, I tell you what, book me a day off. Right, I'm taking holiday. You're, I'm submitting holiday right now. My holiday form is with you, Mark, and you accept it now. I'm off. See you later. Thank you. Cheers. Hold on. Hold on. So they distributed pencils oh, to school kids with the anti-drug slogan. <laughs> Mark, Too Mark, cool. stop. <laughs> Just stop while you I can, mate. No, I want to hear what he's done. The work. I want to hear what the slogan is. That pencils and bureau of kids or something is is not selling it. So to these me. pencils said, "Too cool to do drugs on." What they hadn't thought through is what happens when you start sharpening the pencil. Very quickly, these dr- these anti drug pencils, rather than saying "too cool to do drugs," started saying "cool to do drugs" and "do drugs." So they had to recall all the pencils after a ten year old pointed out their massive mistake. I'm not saying it's as obvious as putting a grape in the microwave and then it catching on fire. That if you sharpen a pencil, it ends up changing what it says on the side. How many were recalled? Oh, thousands. Thousands and thousands. These were distributed all across America. When, when you research facts, Mark, do you just type in facts about admin? I mean, I love an admin fact. Let's, let us not, let us not uh, pretend otherwise. I want to ask you a question here. We're all friends. This is a safe space. Deep down... 
Is this one of your favourite facts you've found? I mean, I enjoy the story of this. The anti-drug slogan thing basically says, cool to do drugs or just do drugs. And that no one had thought this through. A 10-year-old has to tell them this. Dan, what we're thinking on this, is this like... I Because I can't work out if this is dog or dog great. I'm, I'm, I'm confused. Oh, no, it's the... Um... I think it's the former. I'll be honest. I think. Right. I think. Yeah, I, mean, I think this is great. I, I'm. Mm. I'm. I'm loath to. Um, I'm loath to criticize it too much because I'm not a fan of my third fact. But I think. I think this comes back right to it's the delivery, Mark. If you could just for one more time, please just no, just deliver no, the no, opening no, to no, the fact. No, 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 no because no, it really, no, no. it really, it really doesn't quite doesn't quite grip. It's sort of you think about. Well, I mean, in admin fairness, it's here. very hard to just to give you a fact when you're like, "Oh, have a day off. Oh, what a day. Oh, it's quite hard to do that when uh, when you're doing that in the background and not really listening." Hey, so no, I think good fact. A, a bad destroyed act- by Connor and Dan. And look, if if an actor has an off night, it doesn't blame the audience. It's it's the same yeah. thing. If a footballer has an off yeah. day, it doesn't blame the crowd. Yeah, spaghetto, confetto, graffito, it's all you need. You can't just keep coming back to <laughs> one fact that is average at best. I've got to say, no, mm. I. it's the best pencil fact I've ever heard, sure. Great pencil fact. <laughs> thank you it, very much, it, thank it, you. It is up there, isn't it? Is it? Yeah, there's the Nigel Award, best stationary award goes to... Okay, it's stationary-based fact. Don't, get, don't give him ideas. Connor, what's your last fact of the show? So ants uh, take rest for around about eight minutes in a 12-hour period of work. That is a 16-minute break in a 24-hour day of work. Yeah, I'm actually on board with this. I thought when you started talking about ants, I thought, I wish we, I wish you hadn't been so mean about Mark's fact. But the fact that ants only have 16 minutes off, uh, you know, they don't want a day off, do they, Connor? Their day off, 16, 16 minutes off. They don't want a day off. And do you know the best bit about this fact? Somebody commented... That's because they're dodging my finger for the rest of the time because, you know, you put your finger down and then the ants, like, run away from it. It's great. Uh, it made me laugh. I wanted to share that with you. But, yeah, 16 minutes in a 24-hour great, day. Thanks. thanks. Connor, that really 16 minutes. That, if the ants were listening to this podcast, do you know when they take that 16-minute break? Yeah, probably just as I started talking about that guy's comment no. or maybe Mark's pencil fact. Yeah, probably when Mark probably when Mark does his pencil fact, right? <laughs> Uh, yeah, anyway, I like it. I like the fact that they're workhorses, work ants. They're always on it. I like that fact. I, I, here's what I love about nature. I can't imagine these ants are talking to each other, are they? No. They're just kind of get. They. What they, do you mean you can't imagine these ants are talking to each other? Well, they're not chatting in their own ant way, are they? They're not like buzzing in the antennas together. I just like the fact that ants are born and then it's like, right, what, 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 what do I do? What do what, I do? What, this what work? are you spouting on about? What did I just hear? You think that ants are just like just like Buddhist monks and just have a <laughs> vow of silence for their whole life? Yeah, I can't imagine ants. I don't know much. Look, about- I know we could talk to each other and make this whole job easier. You know, we're all going to do the same thing and it's all useful if we talk. But you know what? Nah, let's not bother, mate. Yeah, you're right. Ants probably don't talk to each other. What would be the f***ing point? No, but see, <laughs> I want, see, they're not communicating, are they? Oh, my God. Hold on a minute, right? That reply to you, Dan, there was so much pencil anger that come out there. <laughs> So much pencil fact anger that just spurred out towards you, Dan. But they're Over not, ants, they're not just com- to say. They're not communicating, are they? So I just love the fact that they're born and then they know that this is what they do. They just look. This is yeah. we, just, we just work. I'm going to work for uh, 24, 23 hours and 44 minutes of the day. That's what we're doing. I like that. 
I like it. Look, pencil fat man. Calm. Look, cheer up. Calm yourself down. You'll be out of isolation soon. Yeah. I still can't believe that you don't think ants talk to each other. What do you think? What? what you? Oh, you think they communicate? Yeah. What? It, I don't know. What, I don't know if they do. Ant. I don't know if they. Do. As in, I. I don't know. I just. I can't imagine they've got the. Um, I can't imagine they've got the mental capacity to communicate in any way. I think they just. I think they communicate through doing. Like. I think. Oh no. No, I'm. Up, I'm up for looking up because I'm. I'm curious. I'm. I'm. I could well be wrong. I don't know enough about insects to make a judgment. I just. Uh, you know, they're quite small creatures. Ants communicate via pheromone, sound, yeah. and touch. Yeah. And they also talk to each other by exchanging liquid mouth to mouth. There we go. Mm, yeah, that's not. I mean. That, that's it's, it's like a sensory direct thing in it it's not like they're thinking what should we do now it's that they're kind of pheromones are saying here's what i'm doing are you coming along by liquid in their mouth liquid in their mouth i should, should, I should have learned that trick back in year 10 so it's all according to connor explain connor explains.com that's where i got the info from so it's got to be right last fact of the show goes to me olympic athletes used to train with onions, I'll take questions now. I mean, I think you thought that it was a good opening to the fact, but it hasn't really left me with much other than just what <laughs> he knows. This is <laughs> he knows. He's reading it back. Isn't no, he, I know. Mark? I know. I know. As in, I said earlier on, this is enough fact. But I, I just enjoy. Look, it's, it doesn't need to go further. I'm, I'm not trying okay. to incite conversational communication like the kissing ants. Greek athletes okay. used to eat onions. They were known as fighting food. And here's the best part, because everyone can eat an onion. But gladiators back in ancient Rome, uh, they were massaged with onion juice before they were fed to the lions. That should, that should have been the so one. So basically here? what you're saying is they, they don't really train with onions. They just happen to eat onions. Well, but gladiators, this is, this is what it should have been. Gladiators get were massaged with onion juice because they thought it would make them tougher to take on the lions. Am I in See, am I in the real, facts? Yeah, no, am I, I in real, the real world here? Am I am I in, we are living right now, aren't we, Mark? Because what just come out of Dan's, Dan's mouth it doesn't it was, was the fact that Russians trained with the onions or the fact that somebody back in the ancient Roman times got massaged with onion juice. No, I'm lost. Nothing to do with Russians. No, they're connected, you see. People back in the day thought that onions was a fighting food. So the Greek athletes would eat a lot of it while they were training. The Romans uh, were massaged with it before we went. Look, I am not taking any fact advice from old Pencil Pete over here. I'm not having it. <laughs> and yet, and yet, you had that fact in the locker and still gave it to me. But I knew it. But you know, I, 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 I had not sold that as being a, a grade A. Here fact. at Baffled, do subscribe because we do talk about so many things that are worth listening to. You have Mark and Dan debating about onions and pencils. It's worth every minute. And in fairness, I did rub myself with some onion juice before doing this podcast. So that's probably why I'm in a bit of a fighty mood. And that is it for this week's Baffled. What have we learned? Confetto, spaghetto and graffito and it says a lot about some of mine and Mark's facts that Connor has decided this ending anyway thank you for listening get in touch info at baffledpod.com if you want Connor to explain anything to you or you just like to get in touch or you'd like a badge at baffledpod is where we are on TikTok and on Instagram and we will see you on Friday for more from Connor explaining and for more from the baffled boys see you later say goodbye Mark goodbye say goodbye Connor See you later. I am off to hoe down, throw down. I'll see you then. And party in the USA. Bye. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 
luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.